the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by Pastor John Allworth. Christ didn't simply heal a paralyzed man. He transformed him, both physically and spiritually. Those who are saved understand the very physical and spiritual relationship they have with Jesus Christ. If you know this, want this for someone else or for yourself, keep listening. The Transformative Power of Christ with Pastor John Allworth starts now. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. I am covering for Pastor John Allworth today. My name is Baron Cheek, and I work alongside him at New Covenant Church, Greater Heights, and also with Break Every Chain Ministry and Transformative Power of Christ radio station, radio show, excuse me. Um, so today, what we're actually going to be talking about is how a lot of Christians are losing their ability to understand, relate to, or identify the world as we know it today. The title of our, our service is today is called Divorcing the World. Um, as we were talking about, many Christians are starting to say, you know, I just don't understand the world anymore. I, I, I can't relate to it. Um, I am choosing to kind of disassociate because I don't feel like I'm any longer a, a part of this world. Many Christians, especially in the age groups of 40 to 70 years of age, uh, have found themselves longing for or reminiscing of earlier times <clears throat> when the world seemed to be a much more simple and safer place. They look around and they've seen the rise in the divorce rate. They've seen the rise in the crime rate. They've seen the rise in the level of addictions and um, also fatherless children, uh, broken homes, and also um, that uh, more and more we're seeing the approval uh, and acceptance of sinful behavior. Uh, When it used to be shunned, now it's being approved and, and even in some cases legislated. Um, with that being said, we've even started to see, as believers, we've seen a breakdown uh, within certain churches. We've seen the kind of the, the fall of the Episcopalian Church, the Methodist Church, uh, Christian churches. Uh, we've started to see these things, and we don't really know what to make of all that. But with that being said, I'm actually kind of encouraged by something I've seen come out of that, which is that there is a, a new thing happening. As we see the breakdowns of the walls of the denominations, we're seeing more of a genuine faith start to arise, a growth in true, genuine faith amongst true believers. Because now that they've seen that they, they, their church has kind of not really stood for them, it's, they're going beyond that. They're saying, okay, I can, I can break away from my church. I can, lose, I can be disenchanted with my church. But there's something bigger inside me that needs to continue forward. And what that is is a growth in true, genuine faith, a faith in Christ and a faith in their believers. So I've seen this over the last 15, 20 years where true believers have actually grown in their faith while they're starting to become more disenchanted with the world and the evolution of society that we're seeing today. Um, As as Christians, uh, we have seen too many times that the integrity 
of the churches has started to kind of falter, and there again leads to them unable to relate to it. Um, I have to tell you that I think that we were given a, a grace period, and that is where uh, during the ages of mankind we were given a grace period during this period of time when the U.S. Uh, was formed, we started to see where, and, and when it was formed, God was woven into the fabric of our society. One nation under God was was kind of the slogan that we were created. Um, in God we trust was on the dollar bill, and within the Bill of Rights it was written that we were given God-given inalienable rights. Now, we noticed that whenever the Israelites in the Old Testament honored God, and had reverence towards God, they always prospered. They did really well when they adhered to his ways and his wishes and his will. Let me bring that forward to the birth of the United States and notice that within 200 years, the United States became a superpower. All of a sudden, um, we were put on the map as one of the largest nations, and our economy started to increase. Our society became very strong. And then to add to that, after we put an end to the Holocaust, and we were kind of the tipping of the scale in the war, World War II with the Holocaust, um, you started to notice that names like Harley Davidson, General Electric, Maytag became symbols and icons of American excellence. And again, I do believe that that was because the United States, because we wove God into our, the fabric of our society, uh, was blessed. We were blessed and we prospered because we were within God's will. However, I'm going to bring to your attention a scripture, Second uh, Thessalonians 2, 7. For the secret power of lawlessness is already at work, but the one who now holds it back will continue to do so until he is taken out of the way. Now, notice the, the strong part of that scripture is he will continue to do so until he is taken out of the way. Now, what we've seen in the last 40 years is that more and more we've seen organizations uh, come against things that had to do with God in this nation, where the Ten Commandments had to be removed from courtrooms, where children can no longer demonstrate public prayer in public schools, where there was more of a separation of church and state. Um, but it became to where it was like, okay, let's do kind of a direct attack on Christianity. And now we've gotten to that point where, honestly, it's almost a little bit concerning that most of the younger generations don't know too much of anything about Christianity or God, which was the fabric that this society and this nation was created upon. And so with that being said, when you see that last part of the scripture, until he is taken out of the way, that kind of opens the door, it says in that scripture, to more lawlessness, which is what we just previously dis, uh, disclosed within also, the, the rise in the divorce rate, the rise in the crime rate, the fatherless homes, the more acceptance of and, and even approval of sinful behaviors. Um, and that is why more and more believers basically are looking around at the world and they don't recognize it as the world that they used to live in, a uh, God-fearing nation, uh, basically a nation that just had a, a certain foundation of reverence towards God. And I understand that even back in the times in 1956, yes, there was things that went on. There was alcoholism, there was crime, there was domestic abuse, but it wasn't as prevalent as, as it was now. And when you ask some of the older generations, like the World War II generation or the generation after that, say, did you ever think you would see the world the way it is today? They shake their head and say, no, 
No, I didn't think I'd ever see it like this. So that means something has happened, and I strongly believe that it started to happen about 15, 20 years ago where believers more and more started to grow because as the society and the world they knew became more dark, they began a shift and started to run to the light. Um, you have to remember that in the Bible, and I'm going to give some scriptures to, to support this, in the Bible it shows that Christians were never meant to consider themselves a part of this world. They were never meant to relate to the world. And like I said, and I'm going to further endorse this, we were given a grace period within the United States. We were the nation that was formed with God we trust on the dollar bill. We were the nation that was formed with God in the fabric of our society. So we were covered much like the Israelites were in the Old Testament. And so that is why more and more we're starting to see. Now, I've had the blessing of being able to be in the military and serve in the Navy, so I got to see other countries, other countries around the world that didn't have that. And I do have to tell you that there is a difference in nations. Um, the United States is a nation that, honestly, for many periods of years, there was strong moral values. There was strong family values. There was a strong economy. There was a sense of law and order. And it, uh, it, uh, it, it, it further endorsed the, the blessings of God within the fabric of our society. So with that being said, we're going to go to 1 John two fifteen through 17, where it says, Do not love the world or anything in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For everything in the world, the craving of sinful man, the lust of his eyes, and the boasting of what he has and does comes not from the Father, but from the world. The world and its desires pass away, but the man who loves lives for the will of God lives forever. And furthermore, Colossians 3, 2-4 states, Set your mind on things above, not on earthly things. For you died, and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. Now, with that being said, it says right there, we're not to love the world. We're to consider ourselves separate from the world. We're not to be able to relate to the world or worldly ideologies. If you do, you'll find that it starts to weaken your faith. You'll find that the world starts to pull you into it. Furthermore, there's a little bit of an enforcement here. Everybody has noticed, true believers have noticed, everybody's noticed there seems to be something very peculiar going on behind the scenes in our society. And that is that there is an agenda in place that is being crammed down our throats to adopt this agenda and this new world order type of ideology to think and believe and support what the world wants us to. Now, here's what's kind of interesting about it. the enforcement of it comes if you don't support it and if you don't stand by it or if you speak against it, then you're going to fall into what's the cancel culture. You're going to be ostracized and ridiculed, and they're going to go after your pace of employment, and you're going to find yourself in a, a place where all of a sudden there's forces coming out of the woodwork that want to ruin you or silence your voice. And that's what's very interesting, is there's an enforcement behind this new agenda. Now, I do have to tell you, it's not as prominent down here within the Bible Belt. Texas, Alabama, Mississippi, Kentucky, the Bible Belt. I have traveled around the United States, and I do have to tell you that there's always the way, and this is kind of where I'm going with this, is Christians do better in places where they're not as comfortable. 
I have traveled to other states that are not known for being part of the Bible Belt, and I do have to say that it's harder to find genuine Christians. I mean, let's face it, here in Texas, there's there's almost a church on every street corner. So this part of the country, where it's, it's the Bible Belt. It, it kind of explains itself. But when you go to other parts of the country, you'll see that it's just not as widely accepted. It's not as, as popular for people to be Christians. And, and faith is a little bit harder to find. But when you run into the true Christians out there, they are more deeply rooted in who they are. They stand their ground better. They, they know that they're kind of a stranger in a strange land. And so I do have to say, when I run into believers in different parts of the country that uh, is not part of the Bible, I run into believers who are honestly more deeply rooted in their faith uh, because, they, because of, of that environment. Now, with that being said, um, I'm going to go to this scripture, John 4, 4 through 6. Uh, actually, that's First John 4, 4 through 6. And there it says, You, dear children, are from God and have overcome them because the one who is in you is greater than the one who is in the world. They are from the world and therefore speak from the viewpoint of the world and the world listens to them. We are from God and whoever knows God listens to us, but whoever is not from God does not listen to us. This is how we recognize, and listen carefully, the spirit of truth and the spirit of falsehood. Now, that's very interesting because one thing, is, one thing has happened is so much social media and TV entertainment, main, mainstream entertainment, mainly to do with reality shows, which are anything but reality. We're starting to see more and more problems, especially amongst the youth, that they're having a hard time discerning reality. And in the last year, especially through the election period, there were so many sources of misinformation that were bombarding everybody from every side. It was like, okay, nobody really knew what was going on. Nobody knew what reality was. And that's just an example. That is actually a form of psychological warfare that is used, and it's been used in third world countries in times of elections and such to sway the masses, influence masses, and keep confusion um, within the society so that realistically nobody really knows what's going on. And the key to that is confusion. Now, the reason that the world does that and it has its agenda that it's pushing is because of this. And this is where we're going to get kind of deep in this message. And the world and the, 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 this, as it talks about in the Bible, the spirit of the Antichrist wants to rob you as a believer of your identity. They want to rob you as a believer of your identity in Christ and who God created you to be and what he created you to do. And that is the purpose. Now, the more they can keep society confused, the more they can keep the youth from knowing who they are and keep them uh, disenchanted with the future or their, their leaders, then the more they're apt to follow the voice of the world. Now, to give you an idea about God and his creation and how sure it is, we look out there in God's creation, and I've always kind of been this way. I'm I'm an outdoorsman. I I appreciate hunting, fishing, uh, so on and so forth. And sometimes I just get out there just to enjoy God's creation. One thing I've noticed is that the deer behave like deer. Okay, When you go out in the wilderness, the birds behave like birds. The fish behave like fish. You don't see the fish trying to be birds, and you don't see the deer 
trying to act like armadillos. They are God's creation. They know who they are. If the voice of the world can keep everybody confused to say, okay, I don't know what I am. I don't know where I belong. I don't know whether I, what I believe in. I don't know what's right or wrong. I, I, I am confused about who I am and where I should be. Then the more you're going to listen to the world tell you what you want to be. And that, again, goes back to what we talked about, fatherless homes and broken homes. When a kid doesn't have a strong, when a child doesn't have a strong family background, they're absolutely more apt to accept the voice of the world telling them what is right, what is wrong, what to believe in, what not to believe in, and who they are. And that is why the voice of the world is so strong in this day and age. And that is why they're pushing it down everybody's throats, is to get them to adopt this new, this, this new world order agenda. So that is why the, 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 that confusion is there, to keep everybody confused, more apt to adopt a new world ideology. And again, the main sources of confusion are social media, uh, mainstream media, keeping everybody confused, keeping everybody hostile towards each other uh, with the spirit of division, um, basically creating chaos within our society so that nobody knows which way is up, basically, psychologically. Now, you got to remember, God has his identity for you. Each one of you was created by God with, with a definite purpose and certain spiritual gifts. It says in Isaiah 44, 2, this is what the Lord says. He who made you, who formed you in the womb, and who will help you. And it also says in Ephesians 2.10, For we are God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. Each one of us was created with his own special talents. Some were created to be teachers. Some were created to be uh, leaders. Some were created to be facilitators. Some were created to be healers. And when you start walking with God, walking in light and discovering who you are in Christ, once you've given your life to Christ and you start to discover who you are on your journey, you're going to start to notice you just naturally go and do these things. That is why the world has such a strong voice right now, because the most powerful thing that you can be is what God created you to be and believe in what he created you to be and what he created you to do. If each and every single person in this society was in touch with their creator and what he created them to do and be, the world's agenda would collapse immediately because it would have nobody to lead. And that is why they're out there in such a strong voice forcing everybody to digest and accept this agenda is being forced upon us because they absolutely do not want people to come to know who they are in Christ because then we would stand against this agenda and they wouldn't have anywhere to go. Now, the last thing the world wants is, again, for God's creation to discover each and every single one of us purpose. This is an agenda that has been put in place for a long time. This is something that has been in the making for quite some time and has been put together piece by piece. And one thing I find myself is is scratching my head is, man, whoever engineered and developed this agenda that's being pushed upon us knew human nature extremely well. I mean, this is this has been engineered over time. And right now it's almost like they are in a in a in a what I call full court press to push this agenda upon us. And that brings us to a lot of Christians that say, you know, right now is the end times. Right now is the time when everybody can kind of tell we're in uncharted waters. 
a lot of Christians have said, you know, I don't know what the future holds. I'm not sure where to put my assets. I'm not sure what's coming. Uh, some people are investing. Some people are holding on to their money. Some people don't know whether to store food or move out to the country or move to the city where they can build a career. We are truly in uncharted waters. And that's why I implore each of you as believers, right now is the time to dig in to your faith. Dig into your faith and dig into your relationship. There's reasons why we've seen things happen the way that they do. You know, it talks about this in the Word where it says there will be a separation of the wheat from the chaff and and the sheep from the goats. And honestly, from what I've seen, what I talked about before, almost since 9-11, things have been spiraling more and more kind of out of control in a spiritual way. And I think that is exactly that, to bring the, the, the cream to the top as far as people who step out of church, step out of their worldly ways, step out of themselves, and step into who they are in Christ, who they are as believers, what God created them to be, and what he created them to do. And those are the people that lately I am honestly very proud because I have seen that believers have grown and I'm seeing less and less people that identify as, oh, well, I'm a Lutheran, I'm an Episcopalian, I'm a Methodist. I have seen more people say, no, I'm a believer. I believe in Christ. I believe in God. And that is exactly what the Word says. I'm going to show you something, and not a lot of people realize this. There's not a single place in the Bible where it says, make sure you go to church every Sunday. What it does say is, love the Lord God with all your heart and all your might and all your strength, and love others as I have loved you love others as you love yourself. So with that being said, I think that right now, like I said, the, the light shines brightest in the darkness. And what we're coming into is a time of true believers. And as those believers discover themselves and discover their spiritual gifts, you're going to start to see some powerful movements. You're going to see some powerful works of God happen. I implore each of you to dig into your faith dig into your word and dig into the spiritual discipline and obedience that's going to help you to create, become what God created you to be. And it is then that you will see God work miracles as the world spirals out of control. You will see God work miracles in your world. And that includes you and everybody that you know on a first name basis. So that's our show for this evening. I appreciate each and every one of you. I thank you for your time and uh, reach out to Pastor John Allworth and uh, say thank you uh, for this time slot.